His mouth was grim. Rowan realised then that the message was of great importance. But still he had no idea that it was something that was going to affect him. Feeling a rising thrill of excited curiosity, he looked again at the figure crouching in exhaustion on the hard stones of the village square. It was his first glimpse of a Maris man. And none of the stories told by the villagers coming home from journeys to the coast, none of the pictures he had seen in the House of Books, had prepared him for the reality. He knew he shouldn't stare, but it was hard to tear his eyes away. The man was clothed from wrist to ankle in tight-fitting blue garments that glimmered in the sunlight. Light boots covered his feet. He had cast aside the hood and gloves he had been wearing when he first staggered into the village. Now everyone could see the glistening, hairless, blue-white skin of his head, face and neck. His flat, glassy-looking eyes, his wide mouth and his small, webbed hands. He huddled, panting at Lan's feet. She looked down at him, leaning heavily on her stick. What is your name, Maris Man? she asked abruptly. Perlaine, of the clan Pandellus. How long since you left the coast, Perlaine? Four sons, gasped the man. His voice was dull and rasping, and he raised his webbed hand to his throat as he spoke, as if the words hurt him. A murmur of surprise rose from the crowd. It took the people of Rin at least a week to travel between their valley and the coast. This man must have run much of the way and barely slept. No wonder he was exhausted. They looked at him with new respect. You have made good time, said Lan. You have done well, Pelaine of Pandellus. There is great danger, croaked the Maris man. The chooser. The chooser of Rin has heard the summons and will obey it, Lan said calmly. There has always been danger, but never in three hundred years have we failed to answer the call. The chooser and the firstborn We'll leave for the coast with you at sunset. Rowan's heart leaped. Danger! Someone was about to go into great danger. Someone from Rin. But what was the danger? And what did all this mean? Who was the chooser? Chooser of what? Pelaine was shaking his head. No, not so long. Every hour, every minute... Is precious. His throat moved as he swallowed painfully. You have been travelling in the sun, as well as under the moon, for too long. You must rest. You must soak. Or you will die, Perlaine, said Lan. It does not matter. The Maris man wet his dry lips. The death of one is of no account. This is your belief, not ours, Lan answered firmly. And besides, our people must prepare for the journey. The chooser will leave at sunset. She raised her voice. Is it agreed? There was a moment's silence. Rowan looked up curiously into Lan's face. She was frowning, 
staring at someone in the crowd, someone very near to Rowan. He turned his head to see who it was. All around him, other children and most of the adults were doing the same thing, but a few of the adults' faces were serious and intent. They know, he thought. They know. Is it agreed? Lan repeated. Does the chooser agree? Rowan felt a movement as someone stepped forward to stand alone in the centre of the square. Yes, said a quiet voice. I agree. We leave at sunset. The Maris man looked eagerly towards the sound, then bowed his head, touching his forehead to the ground. Chooser of Rin, who holds the fate of Maris in your hands. I greet you in the name of the Keeper of the Crystal.